He's a very special after the show podcast, Jody. <laughs> it's another bonus ghost cast. Yes. More of your real life ghost stories that you've called into us. We just bundled them all together. I love how it's a good mixture of scary and sweet. And these yeah. are so personal. I do like the scary ones this time around. What's your real life ghost story? What happened to you that made you believe? 877-310-4MSJ. Do you have one, Dorothy? I do. Um, me and my sister were in elementary school, and we'd gotten home. Um, when we got home, the house was empty. Yeah. And we go in, sit down, watch TV on the couch, and all of a sudden, like, a lamp goes flying across my face. Oh. I turned to yell at my sister, like, why are you throwing stuff at me? Right. But she's just giving me this look of pure terror because it also flew across her face. Oh. And... All of a sudden, everything that could be lifted in the room just started flying across our living room. What? Even the couch that we're sitting on pulls out from the wall. Mm. And wow. we're you know, little kids. We're scared to death. <laughs> yeah. We both jumped behind the couch and yeah. we're just kind of cuddling there. Like we're just trying to get out of the line of fire. Yeah. I mean, there is the phone landed actually in the floor in front of us. Mm-hmm. So I crawl out, grab it, mm-hmm. and the first thing I can think of is call my grandmother because she's just up the road. So I'm calling. We're not even able to hardly talk. All we can do is pretty much scream and then oh. trying to explain it. So they think someone's breaking into the house. Right. And this continues on probably five minutes when my mom pulls in, my uncle gets there from my grandmother's, and as soon as they both get to the door, everything just falls where it's at. Uh, of course. <laughs> It fell in a mess or it fell like back into place? Oh, no, it fell in a mess. Wherever it was floating okay. across, it just fell. So everybody believed so you at least. <laughs> well, everybody thinks that me and my sister were fighting and oh, we no. were just using this story to keep out of trouble. Oh, no. And you really weren't believed? They still never believed us about it. Like, they walked in, we got in trouble. Oh. I mean, we were just in pure tears terror and they still just thought we were fighting and thought oh, we were no. getting in trouble so that's why we broke down i'm so sorry to hear that oh my gosh <laughs> so you know, it's it one never of happened again that particular incident never happened again but that house i mean mm-hmm. it, it always seemed to be around me and my sister our room yeah at night you yeah. could feel someone like sitting on the bottom of the bed where we were laying under the blankets mm-hmm. yeah or we would go under the bed and you could yeah. watch the bed kind of like decrease down a little bit as someone was sitting it was pretty scary <laughs> well i'll tell you what i know i'm not family but i believe you I believe well, thank you. Thank you. Well, Dorothy, it's been 25 years. You can come clean now. <laughs> I mean, you and your sister were having a party, and somebody trashed the place at the party. And wow, okay. <laughs> you know those wild seven-year-olds. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Dorothy. Bless you. You're so sweet. Call us anytime, okay? Okay, thank you so much. I love Thanks. your show. Well, thank you. 877-310-4MSJ. We'd love to hear yours. Hi, my name is Sharon, and I just want to tell you a little kind of ghost story. Um, My mother and her younger sister both had Alzheimer's, Mm -hmm. and um, the younger sister passed away, and we as a family decided not to tell my mother Mm -hmm. because we didn't, it would just be too hard for her to understand it and accept it. And so her name was Robbie, and her sister was Reba, and the director of the nursing home called us and said, Something really strange happened. Your mom came in and asked me if I could stop that phone from ringing in her room. 
but she didn't have a phone in her room. Hmm. And she said the person on the other end would say, Reba's dead and Robbie's sad. Reba's uh, dead and Robbie's sad. Uh, that was the weirdest thing because my mom did not know. Wow. So we just figured that my Aunt Reba decided that she needed to tell her and that's how it happened. So I hope you enjoy that story. Love listening to y'all wow. and have a great day. Thank you for the voicemail, Sharon. Wow. That yeah. might be one of the scariest. Can we leave the lights on to today? <laughs> Lee, you've got one? Oh, yes. When I was about seven, we lived on this farm. Uh-huh. So one night, we were we were in bed, actually, and my dog just started going crazy, crazy, crazy. So Ooh. we went and looked out my brother's window, and there was this white thing jumping up and down along our fence. Yeah. It was, you know, man-sized. Mm-hmm. Huh. So then it jumped over our fence and went on down through the pasture. A week later, my aunt was having a birthday party. Yeah. And it appeared again. At the party? In the same place on, along oh. that fence. Okay. So a bunch of her boyfriends, my <laughs> uncle and my dad, all jumped into cars and followed it through the pasture. Yeah. When they got to the creek, he just disappeared. Yeah, everybody saw him? Did everybody see yes, him? everybody saw it. Wow. Woza. Sam's more interested in your, uh, is it your cousins on all of her boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was boyfriends as in I feel you. Friends who are boys. Men right? friends. Yeah. What's interesting to me is it it sounds like you guys chased something away. Yeah, it disappeared at the creek. Yeah. Uh, You ever go to that creek anymore? Uh, We don't live on that farm anymore. Oh, okay. There could be something in the creek. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Well, my parents finally freaked out about the house because there were other spooky things that happened. Yeah. And we moved away. Yeah. Good for your parents. That's your problem. (laughs) Not anymore. Thanks, Happy, Lee. Happy Halloween. You too. Thanks, Lee. What have we learned this Halloween, guys, as far as spirits and ghosts? If you tell them to go away, <laughs> they go away. They, they do. <laughs> or you move. That's been a, yeah, or move away. <laughs> <laughs> what was yours, Brittany? Um, I was kind of a wild child in college, <laughs> and we went to Vegas. I grew up West Coast. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of us got invited to this super fancy, chic party. We were super excited to go. Yeah. And we pull up. We go through the gated entrance. We, you know, go to go in. And the front door opens. And I can look inside. And I see all this cocaine, like, sitting on the coffee table. Oh. And over in the kitchen. Oh, And I just stood right there on the threshold. And it was, like, this glorious, like, super fun. Like, I could talk about it for years. This crazy fun party. Yeah. And I went to step across into the foyer. And immediately, I got this horrible dark feeling and this thought came to my mind and it said do not go in there right don't you dare like your life will never be the same if you go into that party yeah and it was like the front door slammed in my face nice okay and there was nobody holding the door open for us and i was like we're going and we could not get out of there fast enough and once we drove off the property Mm -hmm. it was it felt totally normal again but i have never felt like you know like darkness Yeah. yeah Were you the only one that and felt so, it in your so. group? Yes. And once, and I kind of like held my girls back. I was kind of like, whoa, you guys. Yeah. And they kind of peeked in and I was like, this is not the party for us. Right. And right away I was like, I had that thought come to my mind of 
you know, I'm going to call it the Holy Spirit or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But like, whoa, whoa, girl, this is not a direction you want to go. Yeah. Sure. That could happen here. Yeah. Well, and that's so, good and for you. Left, and I'm really proud of myself for leaving. But honestly, yeah. the door shutting and the darkness feeling mm. just heavy and scared, even though there was nothing actually scary. Everybody right. was like beautiful and successful and wearing couture and all that. Right. <laughs> Well, so there you go. there's my creepy. That's your gut instinct. Story. Yeah, that's yeah. your gut instinct yeah. telling you something or a spirit, whatever. I'll take it. It yeah. kept me right back on the straight and narrow. <laughs> no kidding. And now you have your life. Yes. Now what? I'm a nice suburban housewife. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. We've Thanks, n- never quite heard yep. one like that. Yeah, I guess that's good. Yeah, we appreciate the call. So, Brian, what's yours? So, um,. Two years ago, unfortunately, my dad passed away. Mm. And at the time, I was living with him, helping take care of him. And as soon as he passed away, some things started happening in the house. Like, Ugh. all the interior doors would slam shut. <laughs> They'd be knocking at the door. Mm. And we'd go to the door, and, and his his house was on, like, an acre of land. There was no one around. Yeah. yeah. So, I was getting... I was, I was going to sleep one night, still in the house. And I, I go to turn off the TV. And the remotes are missing. And I knew where that. I tore the bed apart. The bed was, you know, everything. Sheets off. No remotes. So I just got up, turned off the TV, went back to bed. Got up to go to work in the morning. Was uh, going to get my briefcase off the bed. There are the two remotes laying on top of the bed, which I just made. So my dad kept on playing tricks. Uh, yeah. He put the remotes in my briefcase, and I brought them to work. And things like that. And finally, finally, my mother was had Alzheimer's, and she was mm-hmm. living in a nursing home. And I finally yelled in the house, "Dad, go bug mom!" Uh, <laughs> and then all of it stopped. Wow! See, uh. we've had this so much this year, this Halloween, all these stories where if you actually muster up the guts to say something to whatever's going on around you, they listen. Yes. Huh. Yes. That's incredible. So now both my mom and dad are caging dancing in heaven now. That's great. <laughs> oh, sweet. And you have all your remotes now. <laughs> I have all my remotes. <laughs> well, Brian, you knew your dad. Was that him saying hello? Was he a practical joker? Was he messing with you? What do you think? He was a practical joker. He loved to tease people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loved to be teased. Mm-hmm. So he was just playing little practical jokes on Yeah, him. no harm. See, that's the kind of ghost no I want to come no. back as. That's what you'll be, Sam. I'll find a rubber roach. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll know it's you. Sam's here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for, for that, Brian. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Y'all have a great day. Thank, thank you, too. We appreciate the share on that. So, <sighs> you know what? If, if if there are ghosts that love to mess with remotes, we must have a couple in our house, Jody, because the remotes <laughs> are constantly missing. Yeah. So yeah. true that. Hi, my name is Melinda. Um, telling you a little ghost story. Um, when my daughter was three, I was flipping the channels on the TV, and Sharknado was on, <laughs> and it was showing the taxi driver. And I told my daughter, I said, that man right there, I said, he looks just like my dad. And she just looked at me and she went, I know, that's Pop Pop. Mm. My dad died before she was born. I asked her what she meant, and Katie went running to the hallway right outside her bedroom, and she stopped and went, Pop Pop visits me right there. Oh. I didn't know what to think. Wow. Wow. Amazing. He still gets to see my daughter even though know he's gone. Uh, well, love your show. I have to have it every morning. Thank, thank you, so you Melinda. Thank you, thank you for leaving us that voicemail. We appreciate it. I love it. that. Yeah, and he was in Sharknado, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Pop, pop. All right, uh, so let's, let's check another one. 
Hey, uh, just calling in with uh, one of the real-life ghost story kind of experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was growing up, there was a railroad bridge that supposedly a lot of people had died at. Mm -hmm. And it, the story was that it was haunted. And so um, one year around Halloween, there were several of us guys and girls that got into a car, and we were driving down to go out at, like, the haunting hour at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. or, you know, to, to drive by the the old haunted railroad bridge and I kid you not we drove underneath it and nothing was going on and we went down a block or two and we turned around and came back and when we came back the entire bridge was shaking and it was screaming at us like Wah! I mean one of the most horrible things you could ever uh -huh. imagine uh -huh. like no special effects could duplicate it it was so bad that the guy driving actually kind of went off the road and uh -huh. we hopped out of the car like in just sheer panic and it turned out there was a bridge, uh, there was a train going over the bridge, mm. which was actually what was causing the sound yes. and the shaking <laughs> and the whole experience. But in that moment, because we were so amped up right. about the bridge being haunted, <laughs> all we knew was that the souls were howling at us from the dead. And it was terrifying. Um, but it was a crazy experience. It turned out just to be a train. But anyway, love your show. Aww. Hope you guys have a great day. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate wah, the voicemail. Well, you know you can scare yourself <laughs> more. Oh, yeah, that's true. Own, it feels very real, right? Your own. Yeah. It's what you tell yourself also. Yeah. All right. How are you, Arlene? I'm doing excellent. I was calling to give you guys a very, very scary ghost story. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm a nurse, and I had been hired at a nursing home. Um, the nursing home right. was one for retired nuns and priests. Oh, so yeah, okay. <laughs> so I was hired to be the director, and when I was new to the place, so I went in in the middle of the night to see how things were run in the evening, huh. and this place had three separate areas connected by these long halls. So when I went in, I went to a nurse's station, and I noticed that the nurse was down one hall, you know, passing medications. And then approaches me from another hall, one of the halls that connects to the other side. Yeah. And she says, I, I, I'm, I have a terrible, terrible headache. Can you please give me something for my headache? And being new, you know, I didn't know which room she was in and stuff. So I asked her her name. And, and she said, my name is Mr. Christine. And I told her, where is your room? She goes, I'm down this hall just on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, go back to your room. And when the nurse comes... I'll have her bring me your medication. So the second nurse that was on duty, who had been there a really long time, yeah. we asked her if she knew where Sister Christine lived, and she just kind of looked at me like, you know, was kind of scared, and I was like, what's the matter? Oh. And she said, we used to have a Sister Christine. She lived in the last door at the end of the hall, but she passed away. She had an aneurysm. Oh, and oh <laughs> my God. Okay. I have to know this. So after this... What, say it again? After, when you saw her, though, how did she look? 100% human, legit to you? Like, yes, like flesh and blood. And that's why when I tell people this story, they don't believe me because they're like, I've right. never heard of anybody actually talking to a ghost. Yeah. Right. And she was she was dressed like in the, you know, the nun clothes, but it was all white. Yeah, it was really scary. I don't stay there long after that <laughs> <laughs> because... There yeah. were other things that happened 
there was also a really old cemetery right behind there. Uh, yeah. And so I just was like, the story got around, you know, to the other staff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there was some of the nurse, nurse aides that worked at night, mm-hmm. and they told me, did you see the priest that goes by the windows in the dining hall? And I was like, oh, my God, no. And they're like, yeah, he's there every night almost. And I was like, oh, wow. my God. That's crazy. That's when you start uh, you know, getting on the Job Hunt website. <laughs> Thank you, Arlene. Wow. How are you, Cecilia? I'm good. I have a real-life ghost story for you. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm 10 years old. I come home from school and find out that my grandmother, my grandfather passed away. Yeah. So, sad part. Um, oh. I was supposed to go visit him at the hospital because oh. I hadn't seen him in two months. He had a heart attack. Yeah. We were going to church one night, and then I didn't see him for two months after that. We were always together. Yeah. So, the day I was supposed to go see him... Um, he actually passed away, and I got home from school, and I found out. Uh. So it just it made me physically ill, and I was super sick. So I was spending the night with my cousins the day before his funeral. Mm-hmm. And I wake up in the middle of the night, and my grandfather is standing there. Mm. And he said, well, we didn't get to say goodbye. I wanted you to know that I love you, <gasps> and I miss you. Yeah. And I want you to tell your grandmother that I miss her, too, and that I'll see her soon. Oh. oh, so he made you and his messenger. Just, yes. Yeah. And then he just sort of like floated down the hallway and I've not seen him since. And it was uh. just, so I told my grandmother the next day after the funeral what had happened. And yeah. she was like, I believe you. He came to see me too. And he wanted to make sure that you got the message that he loved you and that he missed you. Oh my gosh. Wow. So that was sort of a shared experience. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So yeah, it was a little... He, he, said, he said to tell Grandma, I'll see you soon. He was making sure that both of them got the met. He was double... Well, well, I know, but that, does awesome. that mean that Grandma was going to go soon? No. No, she's still alive. Oh, okay. He was just going to go visit her soon. He was gotcha. making sure. He yeah. told Grandma, and he told gotcha. her... Gotcha. He was covering his bases. Yes, he was just covering tracks in case he didn't have enough time, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. But, and you don't think you dreamed I, it. You I, know it was real for you. No, I know 100% that that was real. Really good one. Yeah. Lucky girl. Thank you for the call. Sweet one. We love those. Mm-hmm. You know? Glad grandpa- grandma wasn't on the I short know. list there. And grandparents are uh, the most common of those um, messengers. Doesn't mm-hmm. it make you wonder, though, why not everybody has that experience? I know. You know what I mean? I know. We're all not, I guess we're not all meant to. Yeah. Or Nobody, maybe it happens- Nobody's come back to see me yet. Or maybe it, <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> Sam will one day. Or oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys want a ghost story. How about asking your landlord before you rent a house whether it's haunted? And they say, absolutely not. And then within 30 days, you find out that your house is on forensic files. The woman that was killed in your house is still there. She's knocking, scaring your child left and right. You can't save enough in this house to even help yourself. And moving out is not even an option because there's no renter's clause about ghosts. I love ghosts. I'm so glad to be out of that house. I <laughs> thank you for the voicemail. Scary. Well, I guess in most cases you're probably not going to find a ghost clause in a rental agreement. I would guess. Yeah, maybe there should be though, because once you're That's in, crazy. you're in, yeah. right? Maybe written in invisible ink. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks for the voicemail. We've got another. Let's check another one. Hi, I have a couple of your ghost stories. Uh, One, my husband passed away 19 years ago this year. Uh, Missed him very much. Mm. But um, I have one of those touch lamps. 
and it has not been plugged in since he has left. I still have the lamp, but it comes on and off now and then mm, on its wow. own. Mm. Um, just thought I would put that in there. <laughs> and also, we lived in a home where no children had ever been. And my girls would sometimes tell me that they could hear a lady singing outside of their bedroom window. Mm. And uh, unbeknownst to us at the time, it was her bedroom that they were sleeping in and they would hear her. Nothing scary, but it's really different. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have fun. Happy Halloween. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for the voicemail. Happy Halloween to you. Um, Sam, it won't surprise you, but it will delight you to know that when we were growing up and we first got those touch lamps. Yeah. Everybody in my family thought they were fantastic, <laughs> especially my grandparents. Yeah, they would yeah. just touch them all the time, going, oh, my yeah. gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Want it lower in here? Want it brighter in yeah. here? <laughs> Welcome to the modern We're world. touching the lamp. <laughs> 877-310-4MSJ. Jump in anytime. Do you got one, Laura? I do. Okay. So, in 2005, my grandmother passed away, and I was pregnant, and I had my son, um, the following year, exactly a year later, and yeah. we moved into her house, mm. and when we did, we were there for a while. My son, my oldest son, is autistic. He didn't talk. He, he you know, we were trying to figure things out, yeah. but there was a corner in her bedroom that he would talk to and smile at oh. and talk just as clear to that corner. Really? And he never would say anything to anyone else. Oh, but wow. he would go up to the corner, he would smile, he would laugh, he would go sit in the corner. Oh, my And goodness. that's where she died. Oh. Wow. It's kind of creepy, but it's kind of neat. Yeah, we totally. we didn't look at it as a ghost, we kind of looked at it as an angel. Yeah, wow. totally. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he, he would go, he would sit, he would take his blanket and sit in that corner and just smile and laugh and have a conversation completely by himself. And such a gift to you because he wasn't doing that with anyone else. No one. No. We actually had to put him in um, some therapy to get him to start speaking, but he was speaking to that corner. Yeah. So you knew he it, could speak. It's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. What kind of things was he saying? What conversation were you hearing half of? He was saying, I love you. Mm. And he would say, because we called her Mama. Yeah. And he would say, Mama. You could differentiate between Mama and Mama. Yeah. And so I think he knew. I think he was there. That's just me. Yeah. That's special on many levels for you. Not just that it was your, you know, yeah, your grandmother. Pretty neat. And my family, they they all know and they've seen it. And they were like, wow, you know, this is crazy. Are you still in that house? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, as in we got out of there. Yeah, I mean, I loved her, but no. <laughs> Such a mess. Okay, Laura. You all have a great day. I love listening every morning. Thank you, Laura. We appreciate the call. Love you, but no. Good morning. This is Lisa, and I wanted to let you know I have a slightly different ghost story. Okay. We have a ghost cat in our house and it has followed us over the last 10 years to three different residences and Uh uh, we bought a house about three years ago my husband never believed me and my daughter about this ghost kitty and Mm. I would be sleeping on the bed and feel what I thought was one of our cats jumping on the bed Mm. and I'd look up and there was nobody there nothing there my daughter, who was a teenager, and she's 20 now, 
still has a cat jump on her bed. Mm. And at one time, she says she woke up and she felt pressure on her chest and could almost hear a purr mm. of a cat. So recently, a few months ago, my husband finally admitted that he felt the ghost kitty jump on the bed mm. and our cat was nowhere around. Huh. So I thought y'all would enjoy a difference. God, that's... that's thank you for the voicemail, Lisa. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's really no other way to explain that if something lands on your bed and yeah. there's nothing you know else what in the room. It, like, you know what it feels like if you have cats or have ever had cats. What, yeah. They get on there and they need and they purr. you and they purr and it's sweet and it's an obvious feeling. Mm-hmm. An That's obvious crazy feline. cool. <laughs> Thank you for that. 877-310-4MSJ. What's your real life ghost story? See, you want to check another one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hi. Um, I was calling about the ghost story thing. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago when my daughter was about four, I redid an old chest that was my grandmother's, um, for her. And while I was refinishing it in the garage, I smelled my grandmother and I just know, I just know that she was there. All right. Thank you for leaving us the voicemail. You know, I- we have so many stories like that. And I know you're sort of a debunker, Sam, but I will yeah. say when it happens to you, it's almost you can't describe it, but you know yeah. it was real. Grandma's chest smell like grandma. Hmm. Well, you know, it's, and scent is a powerful, yeah. I don't know, carrier of emotion. It just really can bring you somewhere. Yeah. So I believe you. I believe that what happened to you was genuine for you. Missed any part of the show? Get it all at murphysamandjody.com. Dot com. Dot com.